if you're happy, you have a good sense of humor and you are open-minded and you will easily communicate with any other guy. If you are not very happy, you are concentrated on yourself, on your problems. And that's actually an issue with Ukraine because we have we have a lot of happy guys, but we have a lot of unhappy guys too. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life experiences, work and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital, Kiev, so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine, visit the country and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to clean the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me. And even if this caused him to have cancer and lost his teeth, he always told me many great things about Ukraine. Then for two years, from 2018 to 2019, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I could not return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19. So this project, this podcast is my volunteer work to help the Ukrainian people. Thank you all for the support. This podcast now is ranked number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 60 travel podcasts in the United Kingdom top 50 travel podcasts in Italy, and top 25 travel podcasts in Apple, Russia, so that Ukrainians in Russia can listen and feel connected to Ukraine, and the Russian people can listen to the voice of Ukrainians. My guest today is Taras Soroka. Taras is a chess player, a senior software engineer at a German company, and a man with a passion for traveling, skiing, history, and he is a huge football fan. He lived all over Ukraine, whether Donetsk, Rivne, and now located in Kiev since 2016. Taras, how are you today? Hello, I'm fine, thanks. Today we're having a holiday in Ukraine, so I don't have to go to work, and I'm very nice, thank you. Then, I wish you a Merry Christmas. It's so happy and honored to meet you on this blessed day, and to ask you, what is the story that made you become the person, the Taras, that you are today? Uh, thanks. Merry Christmas, you too. It's a wonderful story. Now I'm living in Kiev and I'm working as a software engineer and I have quite a good work-life balance. I moved to Kiev about four years ago from Rivne, that's a city in the western part of Ukraine, and I moved to Rivne from Donetsk three years before that time. So I lived in different cities in Ukraine and I faced, faced really a lot of different uh, people and different guys from uh, different pieces of Ukrainian culture. And now I'm living in capital and I think this is a wonderful city and I'm trying to develop myself 
in this city, physically, mentally, and in the sense of my profession. So it's a great journey. I like that. I imagine you are a hero on your hero's journey, like Joseph Campbell would call it. And to ask you, where are you originally from in Ukraine? Okay, I was born in Donetsk in uh, 32 years ago, actually. And I lived there till 2014. After that, I moved to the Western Ukraine when the conflict in Eastern Ukraine began. Great. So can you first speak about how is the culture and like the personality of someone who grows up in uh, that eastern uh, part of Ukraine? And then how was it when you went to the West? Is there a real difference or are there the people the same? Like how did growing up in Donetsk shape you? And then how was the experience of moving to that other part of Ukraine, which I assume you're speaking about Rivne. Okay, it's a very, very interesting question, but very, very difficult. I would say probably that people from uh, Eastern Ukraine, Donetsk, for example, are more close to Russian culture, and people from Western Ukraine are closer to European culture. And Kyiv is some kind of mix of different cultures from all over Ukraine. Great people live in all parts of the Ukraine, but they're a bit different in their mentality. And can you speak about that a bit more? Because as a foreigner, if you compare and say that people from Donetsk are more close to the Russian culture, well, some foreigners don't even understand what that means. So can you have like anecdotes or a bit of details that maybe can explain to someone who doesn't know what that means and how is the western part of Ukraine different? Okay, again, that's a very difficult culture. Uh, okay, if we are talking about people from eastern Ukraine, as I said before, they're close to Russian culture and probably to Soviet Union culture, probably. They're a bit less initiative, probably. They need somebody to organize them. They need a clear style of management, probably something like that. They really like order, strict hierarchy, and all stuff like that. People from Western Ukraine, uh, Ukraine don't like to be managed directly. They're more initiative. Probably they, they're closer to European culture, actually. Uh, they mostly uh, prefer good work-life balance. They are very attentive of work to themselves. They deal a lot with agriculture, for example, but compared with people from Eastern Ukraine, like Donetsk or Kharkiv, for example, uh, those guys used to work in industry and a very, very different view of business of all that guys. Maybe people in Eastern Ukraine tend to work for a big business and people from Western Ukraine tend to work for a small business. That's 
actually a bit difficult to explain. Uh, we need to feel it probably, and we need to live a couple of years in different cities of Ukraine to feel the different. So big business and small business work for themselves and work some big company, for example, working on big plant or big factory, something like that. That's very interesting because in sociology there is a speaking about some cultures are we cultures or group cultures where everybody tries to blend in and not stand out and not be individualistic, which you said they don't take initiative, but it's because they look for harmony. While in other cultures it's about the individual and their personal freedom and their personal uniqueness and standing out. So I'm going to ask a question that many people commented about the culture of Ukraine, many guests, that in Ukraine, many people care what other people will say, what other people will think. They try to look in a way that makes them look good and successful uh, so that other people are impressed. I'm not saying like, it's my comment, it's what the guests saying. So did you notice or did you think that this is more the situation in uh, Eastern Ukraine, and that when you moved to the Western part, people were not so affected by the views of others and they were more independent? Or are they both the same in this regard, except that when it comes to business, some are more entrepreneurial or while others like more to have career and work? Uh, yes, exact, exactly. Yes, you described this stuff might be better than me even because people from Western Ukraine, they are more individualistic. They, are, they tend to be entrepreneurs, as you said, and they, uh, their opinions are not based on, on, on other people's opinions. But on the other hand, the people from Eastern Ukraine are better implementers of something. People from Western Ukraine have a lot of ideas, but sometimes they don't now know how they can implement that ideas. And to implement that ideas, they need a good implementer of those ideas. And I think in this case, uh, guys from Eastern Ukraine are better implementers because they are more uh, tend to work for somebody, they need strict rules and they're a good executors of something. So, if I understood you correctly, is that age-old dilemma and difference between creative people who have many ideas but they get moving to the next one without finishing any projects or implementing versus organized people who are not very creative when it comes to ideas, but when someone gives them an idea or tell them uh, a plan, they can execute it and organize it very well. If I understood you correctly, and you as someone who is open to other cultures and who is a traveler and a skier and a chess player and working for a foreign company, you seem to be more closer, at least that's my perception, to the eastern part that is more individualistic and more self-development and trying to become exceptional and good. So did you feel that you were different when you were growing in uh, the Donetsk or are you 
a product of Donetsk that is a person who found your own uniqueness in a way that happens sometimes where some people are just unique and different. Okay, yes, you have understood me absolutely right about this difference in culture. It's a bit simplified approach, but generally it's right. I wanted to say exactly the same. What about me? Hmm, it's difficult, <laughs> but I'm looking at me at, as at some product of mixing of different cultures because I think I have traits from one part of culture and traits of representatives of another culture. So I'm trying to mix different uh, different traits and different characters in my mind even. Uh, and I started to work for a German company only six months ago. And uh, sometimes I feel the mental gap between German guys and Polish guys and Ukrainian guys. But what about me today? I think now I'm closer to European countries better. To be fair, I have never visited mm, Germany. You said I'm a traveler, but I have a travel experience only like a tourist to South Europe, Italy, Spain, Bulgaria, and I enjoy that culture too. And approach of that guys to work and to work-life balance. So I was grown up in Eastern Ukraine, but now I'm a bit closer probably to Western culture, European culture, I mean. I understand, and that is fascinating. So I have two questions, and I want to... Okay, let's start with the simpler one first. The second will be about chess, but I will begin. You mentioned two times work-life balance in the beginning and now. So to ask you, because I notice in Kiev, people work so hard uh, for little money, and they work so hard, they don't have work-life balance Maybe, okay, in the weekend they would, sh- they would go walk in the center of the city or go to the park, but most of the week it's almost unbalanced. Can you comment on this? And when did you discover and what was the experience or the story where you thought, wow, people are working too hard or I am working too hard, I need work-life balance? And then you, what did you do? Okay, a nice question again and... Actually, to be fair, that's a big problem of Ukraine, a big gap in income between poor people and rich people. A lot of guys have to to work very, very hard just to earn something, just earn a couple of coins, to be fair. But we have uh, a very, very rich guys too, and now one other problem is lack of middle class in Ukraine. I think now, especially in Kyiv, we are building a new social group of people. Middle class is actually a new group of guys for any post-Soviet country like Ukraine. And we don't have a lot of representatives of uh, middle class now in Ukraine, but 
I think we can consider software engineers and guys who work uh, for IT companies like representatives of middle class. Uh, about myself, uh, myself personally, one, one time I understood that I should raise the work smarter than work harder. It's a bit provocative idea, I understand, but I learned harder to obtain some qualification and after that I decided that I would work smarter, not harder. And this idea uh, brings a lot of new quality to your work. Something like that. About work-life balance, unfortunately, uh, really a few guys in Ukraine can say that they have a good uh, work-life balance because they need to work hard, as you mentioned. But I think right now we are developing a new growing group of people, middle class layer, and we will improve the situation with Ukrainian economy, average income at least of Ukrainian workers, and with work-life balance too. That is absolutely great, and it means I will delay even further my question about chess to ask about something important. There is a brain drain, a large number of well-educated and graduate students from Ukraine who move abroad to go to Europe or North America or Australia or the Dubai or wherever because they will work there, earn a better income and have a better standard of living. You are predicting that there is more and more growth in the middle class in Ukraine. Do you believe that this will make more Ukrainians, especially those graduates and smart people, stay? When do you think this will be a factor? And do you believe, like, what do you believe will change or has to change for many Ukrainians who are living abroad to be happy to return and build Ukraine inside? Okay, thanks for your question. Uh, yes. Now we have a lot of high-qualified workers and high-qualified engineers, and I hope we will develop middle class and... I hope that qualified guys will um, stay in Ukraine and develop Ukrainian economy and Ukrainian culture. To be fair, I don't think that a lot of guys who had moved uh, from Ukraine to the Western world before will return to Ukraine because those guys have a bit another mindset. They used to work in and they used to live in, in United States of Western Europe and they are actually the part of another culture. But young generation of Ukrainians, they can participate in international labor market. Like me, for example, they can live in Ukraine and stay in Ukraine and work for uh, Western companies, European companies or United States companies and simultaneously they can develop Ukrainian state and Ukrainian culture and Ukrainian economy. And I think this is the big opportunity for Ukraine. So I hope in the future 
maybe less uh, less guys than now will move to another countries, but it's a quite normal action if you move somewhere. It's not a problem actually. I'm thinking about moving abroad for one or two years, uh, two, not in the nearest future, but uh, generally, you know, just to have some other experience, just to feel closer another culture and have some prefer uh, professional experience. But I think they, uh, that guys like me will build more powerful and more independent middle class in Ukraine and uh, more powerful and we will try to make Ukrainian society and Ukrainian state generally more powerful and more prosperous. Actually, so I'm speaking to someone who is a future part of the brain drain, but it's good that you have this message and this hope and this vision that the middle class will be built in Ukraine and that they will change the institutions and to help. Since you found a good job at a German company in Ukraine, let's say someone, a Ukrainian right now, a graduate or a software engineer or not, is thinking about either moving abroad or finding international job inside Ukraine. What would be your advice for them to be really qualified? What should they develop and how to go? What is the best way to find such a job. Maybe we will help someone find a good job and instead of leaving Ukraine, they can stay and build the country with your advice. Okay, I will try to summarize my experience. Uh, I have very, very mixed experience, to be fair, because I worked for, I used to work for Ukrainian companies, product companies and service companies. And I was hired by a German company only a half of a year ago. What is my advice for young guys who are graduated? Maybe learn hard, as I said before. <laughs> Try to learn English. <laughs> Try to have a good level of English because it will open international labor market for you. You will be able to work for American company or German company or Chinese company, even if you want, if you get a good level of English. And uh, now that's actually a problem of Ukraine, because not all guys, especially in regions, are learning English, and sometimes they don't understand that just learning English will open some doors for them. On the other hand, they should develop their personally uh, personality develop their soft skills and their hard skills learn more related to their profession learn more technologies and learn how to communicate with people from different cultures the more experience you have uh, the better employee you are actually and try to work in one company try to work in another company try different uh, to work for different businesses try yourself in financial area in game development uh, build your own experience and you will succeed that is great great advice i salute you man you have such positivity and you represent an image 
that is beautiful to show what the Ukrainian man is and can be, and especially a modern one. And to ask you about chess, since many people, after watching The Queen's Gambit, became fascinated with chess, what is the story of your beginning in learning chess? Did it change the way you think? And what is the most enjoyable part for you about chess? Okay, thanks for that question. I haven't watched Queen's Gambit yet. I'm very ashamed. I want to do it, but I haven't managed to do it yet, actually. Uh, I started playing chess when I was a child, about 10 years old, probably. My father learned me, taught me how to play chess, and I found that game quite interesting, quite logical, the game where you can try to show your individual your individual traits, some of your individuality and uh, your brain skills. Actually, when I was a child, I uh, participated in tournaments and I went to chess club and I was quite a good player, actually, but <laughs> now I'm not actually because when I started my uh, education at university, I gave up playing chess on a regular basis and since that time I've played chess only on the internet like a hobby but now I consider this hobby as quite a good hobby developing your brain developing your logical skills probably and for me it's some kind of a good mix of having a rest and having some mental exercises for your brain i like what you're saying so even you are really i believe someone who's always improving developing even your rest time is still productive time and that's very very interesting to me and to ask you about chess and its impact on your life as well as your software development skills because i had a guest who didn't graduate as a software developer he graduated as a mechanical engineer, and he said that he understands how the machines work better than the software engineers. So although he's not as mathematically and all those algorithms that they learn, he doesn't know them as well as the software engineers because he understands how the machine works. His programming is much, much better than the average software engineer. So did chess impact the way that you approach your software development? Did it change the way you think and give you a mental model that is helpful maybe to your work as well as how you plan your life and create work-life balance and work smarter because of those brain thoughts and, uh, you know, that came from chess? Uh, probably, yes. Chess helps me to develop my brain and to be more maybe better decision maker i would say that sometimes uh if you spend time for playing chess for learning how to play chess the right way you learn the strategy you learn tactics you solved a lot of chess puzzles it makes your brain to walk it makes maybe some some parts of your brain to work in another way and it will make some new ideas to come to your brain and to your mind and you will have good 
uh, you will have better understanding of something. You will look at technical tasks even from another side. And I think we can develop our brains from different sides, uh, sides actually. If we are learning, uh, if we are reading some technical books, it's one option, for example. If we are studying a mechanical engineering, we are trying to understand how some machine is working, it's another option. If you, we are playing chess, it's a third option. So we should develop our brain from different sides and actually playing logical games like chess can be one of these options. I agree with you and I remember there were many kind of other games that were in a way virtual to help people build their neurons and make their brains faster but chess is there and it has been for thousands of years a proven way for people to become smarter so you are doing things correctly in a way that is proven and you don't even need electricity you can uh, go away from all the electronics take a break and play chess or like you said play it online which is very productive and good to ask you about life in kiev since you are focused on working smarter and on having work-life balance what activities or places or things do you like to do when you're not working to enjoy your life in kiev and how do you feel about the possibility if someone is deciding to work smarter what are the options that you like in kiev and is it a good city for you to go and relax and rest and do something that allows you to forget all troubles and be ready to work even better because you're not so tired. Okay, actually Kyiv is a great and quite an old city and there are a lot of places worth to visit. Before the corona crisis started, I liked wandering just streets in the Kyiv center because there are a lot of old, narrow, wonderful streets in the city center. And actually, Kyiv is, again, it's some kind of mix of old European, old European city like Vienna, for example, and some modern city with skyscrapers and highways. And if you go to the Kyiv center, you can face one piece from all European city and you go just one mile along the street and you will face a skyscraper and that's a wonderful mix of culture. Actually, we have a great river in Dnipro in Kiev and I liked wandering along the Dnipro coast actually. And in Kiev you can find you could find actually because uh, before we had that uh, horrible corona crisis, a lot of places worth to visit, a lot of cafes, a lot of museums, a lot of cinemas, a lot of parks and gardens. Even you can find different schools if you want to learn something. You can find a school, chess school, a school of Japanese language, of Chinese cuisine. You, you could find everything you want in Kyiv. But now the situation is worse, actually, and I'm staying at home the most of my time. And 
probably now uh, I don't have uh, such a big number of activities. I just stay at home, sometimes uh, get out to grocery to buy some foods, for example. Sometimes I watch some cinemas or playing chairs online again. Now guys more isolated and more contracted in their abilities to be fair. But I hope that situation will be improved this year. Me too. I really, really hope so, so that that vibrant energy will return to Kiev. But to ask you, since you are there, and maybe it's a bit biased because you choose to stay home, but to ask you about the general people, do they seem to be like they don't care anymore? I don't mean it like they don't care in protective, but in emotional ways, they are adapted to Corona and return to the normal level of energy and life in Kiev? Or do you feel people are more depressed or more isolated or more uh, unhappy compared to before? Or did they adapt and now they find ways to be okay, even in the middle of a pandemic, the people in Kiev? Oh, that's a wonderful question. Uh, I don't have any statistics, but just from my personal experience, it's something like 50-50. So, uh, one half of people adopted and continued uh, normal life, and another half of people are a bit depressed. And actually, uh, these two groups are not separated strictly because uh, our time is quite unstable time and uh, one guy can move from one group to another. You can be depressed one day and another day you can find some, you can find new energy, new ideas and go to the park and meet with your friends and have a normal time. So it's something like 50-50 actually. And I imagine that the group where people are not so happy is bigger in winter because weather psychologically has an effect on people while when it will be spring or when it was summer the group of smile and not smiling i don't know i will ask you about that but the group who adapted would be bigger as well and to ask you about this many multiple people they said ukrainian people don't smile a lot they don't show a lot of emotions but this is because they are very honest and sincere. So if they show it, it means the person deserves it and they mean it. While in other parts of Europe or parts of the world, people can smile and treat you positively, but it's not so honest because it's only politeness and it's only, some people even said it's hypocrisy, you know, being hypocrites. Mm -hmm. What do you think about this and about like the Ukrainian people's way of showing or not showing emotions compared to other parts of the world? I think that Ukrainian guys are stricter, more probably open-minded, more emotional and uh, than European guys. But uh, actually that's a good question again because I think there are a lot of different different guys in Europe too. If I compare Ukrainian guys with German guys or English guys, German and English guys, they are quite reserved. They don't tend to show their emotions. Ukrainians tend to show their emotions, but 
probably people in southern Europe do actually the same. I visited Spain and Italy and I see guys a bit a bit similar to Ukrainian guys actually. So now we are closer to southern Europe and probably sometimes to uh, North America. But I'm not familiar with Amer American culture again, but uh, I read that American guys are always smiling and that are open-minded and uh, they're emotional too. Probably we are closer to them than to Central and Northern Europe. But it depends, yes, because we have a lot of resolved guys too. Yes. I mean, I understand it's like a whole population of millions of people. So, of course, there is a percentage that is very closed a percentage that is very open and the percentage in the middle. And something I discovered from speaking with guests, they say that Ukrainian people are very funny. They make a lot of jokes and love to laugh. Is this true? Is this your experience? And is it in both the East and West and Kiev part, all three? Or like, what is your comment on this idea that I actually didn't know or didn't expect? But people often say that the Ukrainians, they say about themselves, oh, we are so funny, we have a great sense of humor, we make many jokes and we laugh a lot. Uh, yes, we have a lot of jokes and actually Ukrainian guys are funny guys, but you know it depends on mood. If you're happy, you have a good sense of humor and you're open-minded and you will easily communicate with any other guy. If you are not very happy, you are concentrated on yourself, on your problems, and that's actually an issue in Ukraine, because we have we have a lot of happy guys, but we have a lot of unhappy guys too, and they are concentrated on their problem, again, related with some economical and financial issues, and it's, yeah, it's an issue, and some guys are dependent on the on that economical stuff and they're not very happy actually. But if you face the typical representative of a middle class, probably he would be happy and could, uh, he would be funny and will give a great sense of humor. Then your dream and vision and expectation and prediction that the middle class will grow in Ukraine means there will be more happy people, more smiles and more jokes and good sense of humor. And to ask you about your future plans. Yes, you said you want to move for one or two years abroad to gain more experience, to learn about the cultures, to become more cosmopolitan. Do you have plans someday to start your own business, maybe in IT or something else? Or do you plan to work for foreign companies and become a bigger executive and to grow in a career? Like what kind of person, either Western Ukrainian, who will be an entrepreneur and start your own company or Eastern, who will think about growing in your career more and more? And what would be your future plans? Okay, thanks. Now, I don't have plans for a long time, actually, because uh, unfortunately, we are living in quite unstable time and I don't know what will happen in one year. I don't know what will happen in 
six months even, but it would be good actually to develop my own business, but uh, I need to have more uh, more skills to develop that business. Actually, I don't consider myself as a good entrepreneur actually because, yes, I am going grown up in eastern Ukraine and now I'm a better uh, maybe I'm better employer and I want to give more experience and if I have more entrepreneurial skills I will try to set up my own business but to be fair I don't think it will happen in the nearest future it may happen in five years or ten years but now I prefer working just as an engineer, and that's my cup of tea for the current time. That's so fascinating because the entrepreneurs that, if I speak with entrepreneurs from America or other parts of the world, they don't say, I want to develop my skills. They say, I want to connect and make friendships with a team that has the skills that together we will build a business. Well, you didn't mention that, so I am curious and to ask you, did you find it easy to develop real friendships when you moved in Kiev? How is it to develop friends in Ukraine? Is it easy or difficult as an adult? Because I'm thinking foreigners who go to Kiev, will they find it possible and easy to have real good friendships that are so strong, not just superficial with uh, people in Kiev or do you find that to be difficult? Okay, I think it's quite easy to build a friendship if you have shared interest with somebody. If you're uh, interested in playing chess, for example, or learning Japanese language or Chinese cuisine, you can find at Kiev appropriate courses, for example, and you can find friends. It's uh, also easy to find friends at work because all of software engineers and guys who work for IT companies, they're actually typical representatives of the middle class. They're open-minded and have a great sense of humor and more and more. But what about me personally? I'm a bit introverted guy. Uh, I don't need a lot of friends, actually. I have only a few, a few uh, really close friends, but I'm satisfied with them. I think if you are over-minded and if you're extrovertive guy, you will find friends. It's not a problem in Ukraine and in Kyiv especially because there are different guys from different cultures speaking different languages in Kyiv. Yes, shared interests, people who have commonalities. That is the sincere and simple and true way to build friendships and relationships. And then, since you're speaking about IT, and I noticed, and some people say that Ukraine has some of the largest percentage of women in IT, women in tech, in you know, one of the biggest countries when it comes to the percentage of women in tech. How do you perceive the experience of working with uh, women in tech in a way that is it something normal or is it like because of the traditional culture of Ukraine, they don't expect women to be engineers and or something like that? Can you give some insights about your experience and perspective? Because 
you live in a modern place. So probably it's very accepted and very good that men and women are working in IT, but you came from more Russian background. So can you comment on this? Uh, okay. Uh, really, we have a lot of women in IT and that's great. I think there are not any problems with women in IT. Uh, you mentioned some old-fashioned approach, probably that women shouldn't be engineers, for example, and uh, some ideas like that um, exist in the Eastern Ukraine, actually. But now we are, the society uh, society is developed, and we go ahead and ahead and ahead, and now it's absolutely normal for a woman to walk in IT. And I would be very happy if we have even more women in IT because they have quite different mindset. They, uh, they have different points of view and they can look at problem from another side than men because man is a typical, we can consider man as a typical engineer or a mathematician or something like that. But uh, a woman can look at the problem from another side and it it helps a lot in working process and in IT too. Our society is quite modern in Kyiv especially. It is great. I believe some of the very best software engineers in Ukraine are women and they are encouraging other women. And even with this podcast, I try to keep it at least 50-50% the number of guests who are men and women so that all voices are represented in a fair way. It was awesome, Taras, to speak with you, to share your story and your perspective. If people wish to communicate with you, they wish to find you, what are the links for your social media or other places where people can search and message you and communicate? Thanks a lot, you too. I think if somebody wants to find me, they can use LinkedIn. I use it quite frequently, and this is the best way for communication. Thank you very much, and Merry Christmas to you again. On Christmas Day, we're having this great interview. I am happy and honored. Thank you. Thank you, too. Happy New Year.